<laughs> All right, let's um do you want to do uh Lewis versus uh I always forget if it's Schmel 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 Schmeling. So there's no There's no really no, well, you know, you got to remember Schmel Schmeling or Schmeling. We're in America, so we say word the way we want to say it. The Germans might, because they said Max Smelling. They said Smelling. Okay. Over there. When I was in Germany, they said Max Smelling. Over here, we said, we pronounce it Smelling, because it smells, right? Yeah. So we said Smelling. But there, it was was Max Smelling. Because it's it's in the the enunciation, is much faster. So it's like Max Smelling, you know. Joe Louis, Max Smelling. Gotcha. No. All right. Well, let's let's talk about Lewis versus uh, Schmeling then, because um, yes. that's like that's there's an adjustment first by or I guess an excellent like game plan by Schmeling, uh, because uh, you know he famously said in his um, German accent, "I see something." You know. Yes. Um, and then the second fight, there's the adjustment um, by by Lewis. So uh, since you wanted to talk about uh, to talk about this, why don't you start us off, and I'll it, jump it, in okay. here there. And the first, you know, and, and, and talking about which, which was probably, probably, uh, perhaps, no doubt, the first big rematch in heavyweight boxing history, mm. Lewis, and, Lewis and Smelling, right? And there's two things that made the fight what it was. During that time, you had the so-called Ger- Germany aristocracy that mm. they were trying to pronounce around the world, being the superior race and all this whole nine yards things, right? Mm-hmm. So that was probably the, and you and I have talked about this before when we talked about culture making fights bigger as big as they are. Mm-hmm. It couldn't have got any bigger than having a country, a nation, and a nation fighting one another, because mm-hmm. everybody's fighting for this nation. And that's some terms, Greek, that's some Greek mythology shit right there, isn't it? it yes, it is. It, it be, yes, you it know, is. it's it's like the two uh, the two glad glad the, the two champions are going to decide the fate of the war. They're going to meet in front of the two armies, and you know, uh, they both <laughs> agree to background who like they might not back down, but if your guy loses, you'll definitely be discouraged. That's you know, right. It's not good for you to see. Well, see, in in this case, it was a thing of and I I remember reading some reading it some of course years later I wasn't there but my my children think I was but I wasn't there. No one thinks you're uh, that old man. <laughs> no, not that old, but when in reading it later, I, and, and and actually I met Smelling in with I was in New York. I got a chance to be I didn't meet him. I was in the same place he was. And uh Joe Lewis was there and, and Joe, Jack Dempsey were there at the the place in New York, right? And a guy had written an article and in this article he said this was a fight for, for, for Max. It was like for God and country, but not necessarily in that order, country and God, because that's what it meant to him. To, if, had he lost that fight the first time, he probably goes back to kind of like the Olympics with Jesse Owens, where the Owens just went over and just dominated, where the black athletes just dominated the German athletes, the rest of the world too, for that matter. Mm. But they dominated the rest of the the, uh, the athletes, right? And it was so bad that uh, uh, Hitler got up and left. He couldn't take it, you know. He's a, you know, so he was a he was he a little was bit fighting. of a crybaby when he yes, lost. He was so, of, so I uh, hear. <laughs> so uh, yeah, exactly right. So you, as a matter of fact, that's why he killed himself. He couldn't take it. Yep, that's what uh, I, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so, a cry. That's a crybaby right there. That's a cry baby, yeah. I'm not I even playing anymore. Yeah, yes. give me my ball. I'm going home. <laughs> uh, so what happened was 
when smelling, and, and remember, Joseph was kind of young at this time, a little bit young at this time, too. Mm. So, uh, and Smelling was a little older uh, than he was, uh, as all those guys were. You got to remember, Dempsey Smell, all those guys were older than Joe was. Mm -hmm. But Smelling had said, I've seen some things in his fights and, and, and that, that he does. And I, you know, and after I got a chance to see the videos, I found out exactly what it was. Lewis had the same problem that all guys, big punchers have with good jabs, right? Mm -hmm. They throw it, but it's how they bring it back. And if yep. you look at that fight, you will see that the first thing that Smack Smelling started to do was the counter the jab. So Lewis would pop back and then bam, right hand quickly. And I bring that over into the future as we get to this, when you'll see when I leave out George, strong jab, bam, bam, power, right? Mm -hmm. But you're not bringing it back. That's what I do. Boom, you do, I, I time you and I come right with the right hand every time. It works every time, really. And yeah. I, and I think he's seen that. So the counter right hand did his work. And after a few rounds, it just picked up on Joe. Joe caught him with some terrific shots. But as I said before, Mac was fighting for both uh, guard and country. And he wanted to win that fight. I don't think the rematch mattered as much to him, but that's did the first one. And that, but in that first fight, the fight was nip and tuck all the way. I've, I've heard a couple times that Schmeling was actually very um, anti, I don't want to say the word because we'll get like, uh, well, we're not monetizing the videos anyway, so screw it actually. He was like very anti-Nazi kind of a thing, yes. but he was still yes, but he was still willing to fight for the German government at the same time. Yes. So, yes, you know, I'm not, I haven't done enough research to really pass judgment on the dude one way or the other, but he did not seem to be like he was fighting for the you know, the white race's superior kind of deal. But at the same time, he still seemed eager to represent his country, like you were saying, well, that's, in Germany. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it is. It's, it's not mm -hmm. the idea you just know one particular person. It's like to say, Joe Lewis, well, I'm fighting with all of the, the, with the, with the blacks of the nations on my back because, well, what, I'm representing America. You can't represent a nation without representing, one, I mean, one part of it mm -hmm. without representing the whole thing. Not the nasty. Joe Lewis had donated money to the cause of World War II during that uh, during that time. So, yeah, a lot of it's, a it's, lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. So, and it's not like he was saying, "Well, you know what? I'm going to fight this guy because he's a Nazi." Or they, they they said Nazi. That's how they said. It was so funny to hear him say it. They said, "You know, he's a Nazi or not?" I don't know what proper Nazi is myself. But anyway, that's how they always both pronounce it. But smelling had to be kept because remember he had to go back home. He didn't have a choice. So in his case, the and the things that were taking place, even though he was full blood German, but the things that were taking taking place over there, we had no idea how just how bad, bad, bad it was until mm -hmm. films and videos started coming out over there. But in the fight itself, I mean, I thought the fight was pretty close. He hit Lewis in the tenth, I think it was the ninth or tenth round, but I've had a chance to review it. And caught him with a great shot. And I thought Joe was gone, but he didn't. He came back. Joe came back and counted him with one. But I like the fact of the tremendous condition that both those guys were in. Well, Lewis hadn't taken a whole lot of punishment up until that point anyways, if I'm remembering correctly. Exactly. That, that, can, exactly. Really, that can really help. Like the difference between – sometimes it's just one fight. Like if a fighter mm -hmm. goes for a, can have one bad fight and then all of a sudden their chin is like half of, of what it was. But if they yeah. took very little damage all the way up to that point, 
then that that's like money in the bank. You've saved up kind of that armor that you only have so much of. Like you could rest for six months, you could rest for a year, but but you know you could build some of it back. But really, once it's gone, you know it's it's, it's the, permanent. The the chin gets soft after a while. Exactly. You know, that's why that term, like they call it, the glass jaw effect. It mm-hmm. doesn't come pretty much from one fight. You get a guy that can be tough, tough, tough. Like you say, he can be in a lot of wars. And then all of mm-hmm. a sudden, at one night, it's like, boom. You know, so man, he hit him on, he's been taking those shots all the time. Well, that's just the, you know, the, the, the chin finally went. In Joe's case, I think the, I think he just got tired. And when he went, to, and from having to fight so hard, like you said, he hadn't had fights like that. Smelling had had a few. Right, and some mm-hmm. other fights that he had been in was pretty tough like that. So I think that the toughness of it in that first fight belonged completely to Max Smelling. Yeah, and it was a genius it was a genius game plan. Um this uh I I uh like collaborate with this kickboxing champion, uh Gabriel Varga, uh every now and get and uh, again in one of his videos, um he beat this like super great American Muay Thai dude uh named uh Kevin Kevin Ross, I think. Um and uh, th- that dude liked to set everything up off of his jab, right? Just like Lewis. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't mm-hmm. notice that he dropped the jab. What he noticed about this guy um, is that he didn't elevate his shoulder when he jabbed. Because he's a, you know, he's a uh, Muay Thai guy. They, they don't okay, pay a lot okay. of attention to their, to their punches. So it's just like, what's wrong with this? Well, what's right. wrong with this is it's not as good as that. It's you know? not as good as that. That's yeah. right. <laughs> That's the difference between, between life and death, you know? Um, yeah. And that that really proved the case for for um, Joe Lewis for sure, because uh, yeah. he set everything up off of his jab pretty much. Everything was off of it, and it was so good. Most of the time, you could relax. You know, you could say, mm-hmm. "Bam!" George had that same thing. He hit a guy, you know, you hurt him, right? Bam! Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Okay, I can relax a little bit." Yeah, but then all of a sudden, the guy says, "Oh, okay, you're gonna keep leaving in there." And a smart guy like a smelling who was at the time. It was like, okay, come on, you can and, and you watch enough videos back then. They had, you know, can you imagine what it must have been like to try to get filmed in, in that, that period of time? But yeah. he had enough, he watched enough, he had seen enough to know that this guy relaxes his jab a little more than what he should. Because if you look after that fight, you never see Lewis do that anymore. No, I mean, that brings us to the second fight where he just, uh, didn't he take him out the first round? He took him out the first or second round. I forget what it was. But it was, it was, like, it was like right away. Yes, um, but if you notice it again and if, if the young kids that look at this tell them to notice the difference in where lewis was with his with his, with his thing at that time mm. his approach was straight you know more here you know and it's like boom back boom straight right in because he knew what the man you know what those mistakes are there are some guys that cannot change especially mm. in heavyweight especially in heavyweights david when it's been successful for you you don't want it mike tyson could never change and that was his problem he was never going to be anything but this. That was it. That's all he, he wasn't. To be. Well, Tyson wasn't even doing what he used to do by the end there. He was, it was, right. it was, yeah, it was weird. It was like, he'd just throw punches and look surprised. The person didn't fall down. He's like, cause you weren't, <laughs> cause you weren't doing any of the stuff you were doing before. No, man. you wasn't you know? doing this here. You know, but, uh, the, yeah, the, the, no, the just, you're just walking it. forward, That's taking that. shots That's and throw, throwing a shot. And if but, I uh, hit you, I'll hurt you. You know, I, I'm hoping I hurt you, but after, if there's always this night, like Big Sally used to say, my brother's trained to say, one night, magic, the magic doesn't come. You hit a guy, he's still standing there. Yeah, what <laughs> you are you know? what are you gonna do then? What you are know? you gonna that was that's that was when you gotta fighter. be a that's when you gotta be a boxer. That's when you gotta be a boxer, and that's when your condition really comes in. There was a fighter by the name of George Strapiron Johnson. 
a heavyweight 60s, 70s fighter. Never was a journeyman. He was, he was the ultimate journeyman. Fought everybody. And if you mm -hmm. could not go rounds with this guy, they, they, the punches went down, the boxers beat him, okay? But you had to go some rounds with this guy. You had mm -hmm. to be in shape because every, he was going to be there for four or five rounds regardless of what you hit him with. He wasn't going anywhere. There was another guy, Stanford Harris from Jamaica. Or they call him the Big Bamboo. Uh, 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 it'll come to me in a minute. But anyway, he's from Jamaica, Stanford Harris, right? Mm -hmm. Another one, same style. You could hit these guys in the stomach and a bit of body, with body shots, and they were going to be there. Sure, uh, what, what's his name? Chevello, too, right? George Chevello. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went through a thing where I watched, like, all the guys' fights. He should be dead, like, 50 times over. I think he's still alive. He's still living. He's in a wheelchair, but he's still living. He, he never, about, yeah, he never, he never, never once got knocked down. Never touched the cameras. I seen him about 12, 15 years ago, somewhere in Vegas, at mm. a thing that they had. Maybe a little longer, but about around that much time. He was, I mean, you know, he was, and the thing about it, the guy still had marbles. You know what I mean? That was the most amazing thing. Now he, you know, the physical part of that, you know, you can decide whether you want to be one of the toughest guys in this game or one of the smartest guys in this game. And sometimes mm -hmm. you can have them both. You know what I mean? Yeah, and sometimes it's luck of the draw, too. The luck of the draw, you know. That's what I heard Oscar De La Hoya said one time about it. He got upset uh, about a fight he had, and he said, "If you guys want to see me out bloody and cut up, he said, it ain't gonna happen." <laughs> you know, that's, that's just the way. Yeah, he I'm not gonna be that Mexican fight where everybody's, "Oh boy," you know. He took, didn't he take some shots? He got this, you know. No, he's like, I'm not gonna. That's not gonna be me. You know? No, after after Manny, he's just like, "I'm done." Yep. That's it. that's it. Done. That's it. Yeah, I'm I don't done. need another. I don't need another beating like that. I yeah, no, I am retired. I, I understand. I don't have what I used to have. I'm going to uh, do lots of cocaine and put on high heels. And, yeah, put on some other lady net stockings you know, and yeah, do all those right into things, the sunset. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. As that, you, I'm sure this as you do. I'm sure this won't. Make, I'm sure this won't make the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. We're not monetizing it yet anyway. But uh, one, last, one last thing about the second fight, though. Yes. Um, as, as impressive as Schmeling was um, for the first fight, I always felt that after Lewis got nailed a couple times, he was just giving him too much respect. But he also mm -hmm. gave everyone too much respect. That's like, he was like slow, plodding, methodical. Aside from the jab, the other thing that Lewis changed is he just went for the knockout right away. For the knockout. Like, like right. it was like, you know, the Hagler Hearns kind of thing. Like it was the war. Just like, yeah. uh, I, I'm not, this guy's too clever. I'm not going to give him time to figure out. He's, it, it, it was almost like you, it looked like he could have just done that the first fight if he'd ignored his jab. I've never seen anyone as good at finding an opening in certain regards as Lewis because Schmeling, yeah. Schmeling liked to, fight from a kind of pseudo um yes. philly shell a little bit and then lewis, lewis just started like he first he like moved his elbow out of the way and hit his hit his like side and then he like pushed down his um got his hand like way in his face and pulled down his guard and then went right over his shoulder i, I saw him do that with another guy that used the philly shell too um i mean lewis's speed accuracy timing but Man, could he just find the tiniest little openings in your guard and then just throw so hard there too? Well, if you remember in the first fight, these are the things that actually, and I think this is probably what made the fight perhaps go a little longer. It's it's almost as if Lewis was experimenting with him, because you could see him, you know, 
more or less reaching out to block his punches before they got there, not reacting with his punches. It was like, okay, and then he come back, bop, you know, come back again, and then boom. But rather than, don't, like you said, making the approach and saying, I want to get this thing over with. So yes. you kind of seen him doing just those kind of things. So, and in the second fight, I'm saying, if you look up, he was focused. And remember, he had come back, and Joe Lewis was a very proud American. This I knew. You know, and as I said, probably of all the two of the guys in the sport of boxing were three that I got to actually meet, know, and was just completely, um, totally, you know, just like Gaga with was <laughs> Joe Lewis, Ray Robinson, and Sandy Sadler. Three technical, three of the most technical boxers you ever seen. Yeah, wizards, like technical wizards, wizards masterminds. Yeah. yeah, mastermind. It's like Joe Lewis, Some he, he told me, I, I remember hearing him talk, because a lot of times when they were talking, I couldn't talk. <laughs> so I had to listen. Because he talked, you know, because what are you going to tell? What, what, what am I going to tell him? You know, they're saying, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, you know, I'm saying, you know, what I'm, like the time you fall smelling, you're going to tell me, boy, shut up. You know, so, but I, I like to, to listen to them talk, you know, and there were times when he, he said that he saw punch before he landed it. He, he knew where it was going to go. He hmm. said, I'm going to hit him right on top of this. You know, I'm going to hit him right here. Bam! He said he did. That's what, that's, that's, that's amazing. You hear baseball pitchers sometimes say that, you know, like that's, I'm going to slow, put that slide, right? And that's yeah. what he, like, you know, and that's what he did. He just, bam! And he said, I, I, I kept saying to myself, and he talked about the fight with Bear and all those guys, right? He could like, he so he could like visualize the angle visualize, that he needed. To yeah, use. he was so yeah. far ahead. He was so far ahead, man. This is amazing, David. This guy, they, those guys, and Ray Robinson, the same way. You know, uh, Ray said he just, you know, his thing was he just got out. He just he treated it like like dancing. Mm-hmm. So when he threw punches, his feet and hands moved. If you see videos of him, you saw his feet and hands moved at the same time. There's That's there's amazing. only there's only one video of him close to his prime and it's this like really bad quality video where like you could barely make out like it's all grainy and everything but like I thought he would dance before but in this earlier video it's like he's straight on putting up a tap a tap dancing performance As he's boxing I'm telling you you know yeah. this guy, they told you know, he said these are the, I heard them say you know it was amazing Sanders you know Willie Sanders Sadler and those guys man they just it's, it was just to, I wish at that time I'd had a video myself to just have had those guys, mm-hmm. you know, to to be able to to just let people hear them talk just being themselves because they could do that with each other. Mm-hmm. There were some lonely guys, Archie Moore, when they were on the road a lot, they were lonely guys because they slept in boxcars sometimes, the back of buses in their mm-hmm. cars, and they spent a lot of time with just them and the guy. And so they got to be, that's why I said a lot of times people thought they may have been angry, but they weren't angry. They were just used to being, the boxer's life is a lonely life anyway. And well, today it's not because you got social media yeah. and all these, all these damn guys out here. Now they've got, you know, 300 million fans and they think they're the greatest things in the world. But, you know, back then it was just them. It was their craft. Yeah, back then it was their craft and they liked to just talk, talk shop. Yeah. Right. And then mm-hmm. most, most normal everyday people probably didn't care about like, oh, if you put your jab like this, it'll do, <laughs> you know. It didn't matter. No, yeah. That, 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 and also being at the, it's also lonely at the top. So both those yes, things, it, it must have been very hard to relate to people. It was, yes, it yeah. was. 
But um, anyways, everyone should 100% check out the Joe Lewis versus uh, Max Schmeling fights. They're absolutely incredible. One and two. The difference in it is amazing. The difference in one and the difference in two is like, wow. Inspiring. Yeah. yeah. You want to be inspired, watch those two. Yeah. Yes. You like watching people get, get the crap beaten out of them. You could watch those two. <laughs> <laughs>